Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I have Mr. Greenbean to my this way. Got Mr. O'Leary to my that way. Greenbean, how you doing tonight? Dude, what's wrong with uh, with today, huh? What could go wrong in Jets fandom today? Not very little, right? There's very little that can go wrong. Beating the 5-0 and Eagles in our house, making little kids cry. What could be better? I'm in a fantastic mood. Matt, how you doing tonight? The video of Green Bean getting joy out of the crying Eagles fan is one of my favorite things <laughs> that I've seen on social media in the last couple of days. Because I admit that I was I wanted to just lick up his tears. Just I, I, I am ready, ready to drink up those tears. I, I want it. Feed me the tears, man. Uh, I second guessed I second guessed it too. I almost I almost didn't upload it. I'm like, I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this, but I said, ah, yeah. screw it. I am so glad you did that. That just needed my... straight to the veins. Give me an IV drip of that. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. It was, uh, it was fantastic. So, uh, yeah, all all well in in Jetsland right now. It's it's a lot of fun. Boys and girls, if you're just hopping in here, make sure you hit that like button. If you want to get entered to our T-shirt slash jersey giveaway at the end of the stream, all you gotta do is leave a comment down below this video if you're watching it after the fact, or just hang out with us. But you gotta hit that like button. Gotta hit that like button, boys and girls. We got a lot to get into. I want to talk a little bit about a game that no one thought we could win, myself included. I did not think we were beating the Eagles. I thought it might get a little ugly. Wow, I took down the birds. Matt, how are you feeling about taking down the Eagles? Yeah, you know what? When we got the news on Saturday that Sauce Gardner was also going to be out with a concussion, I was like, how the hell are they going to be able to cover A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith? Some guy named Tay Hayes played for the Jets on Sunday. I was like, who, who is this Tay Hayes fella? And Craig James looked good. And they, games! they found a way to pull off a win. Was it pretty? No, not always at times. But they don't ask you how. They ask you how many. And this Jets defense, once again, is legit. I don't I don't want to hear another bad word about this defense ever again. All they do is create turnovers and wreak havoc. Um, it's a lot, a lot of fun and, uh, a, a surprise win three and three at the bye. Would we not have signed up for three and three with Aaron Rodgers at the bye? And now it's three and three with Zach Wilson and a, a favorable schedule in the second half. I, I got to love where this team is right now. I love it. Green bean. How are you feeling about this week's win? Dude, I love that Matt brought up Willie Mays Hayes and Craig James, dude, and that we had more fun with those two boneheads in the stream. Like, I just couldn't believe what we were seeing. Like these guys are running around like, what is happening? You know, losing your top three cornerbacks. Now you guys know, I happen to believe Bryce Hall is cornerback three. I've been saying it for a while. The Jets clearly have chosen Eccles um, over him in many respects. So it is what it is. But so Bryce Hall, I believe is, is fine to be your depth guy to come in for a game or two. Right. But, Seeing Craig James and Hayes, I, I mean, having Hayes on on AJ Brown, so you know, man and manned up on AJ Brown was spooky, and we saw we saw some of that. But Craig James, dude, now that's his former team, so he was highly motivated, I would imagine. But that full extension in the end zone to to stop that touchdown was, mwah! dude. If Perfect. he never does anything else for us. I'm going to tell you, five, six years from now, I'm still going to be saying, remember Craig James? I'm going to do it. 
You'll see. He's one of those guys. He's going to stick like Pat Schaefer, you know, Don Boyd Odegaard, all these guys that I have that did like 30 seconds of goodness for the Jets that, that I love. Craig James is now on my good list. And I think it was great, man. I like what Salah said. He opened his press conference with uh, we 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 know we faced a gauntlet of quarterbacks and we embarrassed them all. Now he didn't exactly embarrass Dak Prescott, but uh, everybody else, he's right, man. The Jets defense made you know if you look over all of their games, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, their their worst game is the Jets. So I was talking to Philly fans this week. They're all like, "Yeah, but Jalen Hurts, he he had a bad." I'm like, that, that's what the Jets defense does. We hear it from Buffalo fans. We hear it from KC. Oh, Patrick Mahomes had a bad game. It's what the Jets defense does, man. That's us. That's what we did to them. They had their worst game against us. And it's nice to see it happen against a team that's 5-0. and Absolutely. Dude, I, it's – so I had a few thoughts about the game, right? Like, the obviously winning, friggin' awesome. I would have taken 3-3 three and three with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. And you're telling me – that three and three happened with Aaron Rodgers not on the field, and Zach Wilson's best game was against the Kansas City Chiefs. No, <laughs> no right, way! Yeah. Like I wouldn't have believed it. I wouldn't have believed it going into it. And it's not like I wouldn't have wished for that necessarily. But three and three at the bye, considering everything that we've gone through the first six games of the season, is feeling pretty decent. And Zach feels like he's trending in the right direction. You have the, uh, you know, the last three weeks. I had the stat pulled up. I don't know if I have it right here in front of me right now. But if you take Zach's full, uh, the, the last three games, and you extrapolate over a full 17-game season, he would have like 67% completion percentage, and I think it was like 35 or 3,600 yards, which would have put him eighth in completion percentage in 2022, and it would have put him at, I think it was 12th in yards in 2022. So he's on pace to at least be like above league average if he continues on this pace, which does feel kind of weird. That feels like that like that shouldn't be correct. But that's the numbers. I just want to see us yeah. convert more red zone stuff. I don't want to see his one and nine garbage and like not scoring points. We're leaving a lot of meat left on that bone. Matt, I know you're excited. I was about that. Say, man, next next step is getting the punching that ball into the end zone, man. Like that's this next step here. One for nine in the red zone, and the one touchdown is when the Eagles, for some reason, decided to let the Jets score there, which, by the way, right decision to go into the end zone. I know people are giving Salah a lot of crap for not telling Brees Hall to go down, but the Eagles had two timeouts. Like, it just, just go in the end zone. Anyway, conversation for another day. But the point is that my next step here and what I want to see after the bye week is for this offense to improve in the red zone and stop, like, shooting yourself in the foot with these stupid penalties. Like that, that they're normally a team too, by the way, they're only ninth in, in penalties. So they're ninth fewest. So a top 10 team in least amount of penalties taken per game, but uh, they get them at the most inopportune times. Michael Carter had a false start in the red zone. Um, they had a holding penalty in the red zone and it just kills drives. Yeah. You can't have that red zone lack of success. I mean, they're, you're talking tons and tons of points out there. And I, oh, dude, my we have a fantasy league and we get $10 if you have the highest kicker in a week. And I had Zerline and they didn't go for the 58-yard field goal. <laughs> I didn't get the didn't get the, the $10 this week. Yeah. Matt, what did you think, or uh, sorry, Greenbean, what did you think of Zach's performance specifically? And what do you think it's going to look like moving forward beyond the bye week? Well, I, I agree that he's trending in the right direction. And, um, you know, I, I talked about it a little bit this week, you know, since the game He's he's doing something. He's doing a few things that are really, really important. One is 
He's able to move the ball. The offense is able to stay on the field for a little while, which is what enables the defense to remain ferocious, right? We talked about it all last year. We talked about it through games like the Patriots and the uh, and the Cowboys game this year. Like when the offense is, is going three and out over and over and over again, you know, by the end of the first half, you know, third quarter, dude, they're smoked. They're, you know, they're spent and – uh, just staying on the field and then being able to at least get some points, right? Like we we're getting down into the red zone. Now, obviously we need to be converting some of that. And a lot of that, I, I didn't get to watch the all 22 yet uh, for this week, but you know, the last couple weeks, a lot of that is Zach Wilson, you know? So, you know, he's still struggling down there, but keeping the the team on the field is one thing. And, and that's just incredibly important. And the other one is he's really not throwing picks, man. He's got four this year. Uh, the one was, a, you know, uh, basically, a, you know, he gave Garrett Wilson a, a chance to fight for it. Sertain beat him. Maybe not the greatest pass, uh, but it wasn't terrible. And you can't put it all on Zach. So that's just one of those things that happens. Um, and then there was the end of the Dallas game. We, you know, we were down. He tried to play a little hero ball, you know, and, and he threw three picks in a, in a few minutes, period. Um, so... Without that, though, I mean, he's playing efficient, um, unspectacularly playing clean. And look, the offensive line, you know, you saw naked bootlegs when he, you know, when he turns around, the guy's in his face already, you know, stuff like that. He's, you know, the the right side of the line is decimated and and that's that's definitely impacting him. So I, maybe he would be able to convert a little bit more. But uh, speaking just to what I think of him so far, I think he's doing okay, man. You know, after the Patriots game, I was ready to, literally stuff him into a garbage can, like jump up and down on it, you know, press him in, throw some leaves and fucking, you know, <laughs> bags of salad on top of him and just send him off. I didn't care. Tim Boyle it is. I don't care. And since then, he's kind of come back, and I believe that he's doing some good things. And I think Aaron Rodgers being on the field when he was in the stadium against the Chiefs, it all kind of turned around. You know, Aaron Rodgers being around Zach Wilson, I think is very positive for him. Um, and, uh, and I think it's going to continue. I I'm choosing to believe that he's going to continue to at least play this well. And I believe that there's a good opportunity for him to step it up a little bit and just gain a little bit of confidence and convert some of those red zone opportunities that are right there in his face that he hasn't been able to hit. So I'm feeling pretty good about Zach, all things considered. Matt, how are you feeling about Zach Wilson right now and his prospects kind of moving forward through the rest of the season? So... I think the Zach Wilson conversation is such a hard one because I'll make, I'm sure you guys get it too, but I'll make a video and in the same video, I'll have comments saying that I'm way too hard on Zach Wilson. And then I'll have comments saying that I give Zach Wilson way too much credit. So I don't know what it is. It's just like, so it frustrates me to no end, but I think he has gotten to a point the last three weeks where at least he is playing like a competent serviceable backup level quarterback which is really that's his role like throw a second overall pick out the window he came into this year as this team's backup quarterback and the last three weeks he's done a you know good job he's looked like 2009 2010 mark sanchez the last three games and those teams won a lot of football games because of how well they ran the ball and how good they were on defense and there are absolutely things that he can improve on and i want to see him improve on the red zone for example um, we saw his completion percentage go up the last few weeks outside of this past game, where it was, I believe, like 56%, somewhere around that. Um, but it, it's 
to me, like you should be able to say that we see obvious growth from Zach Wilson from last year to this year, while also saying he's not all the way there yet. And he still needs to do a little bit more in the second half of this season. Yeah, for me, I'm thinking I'm looking at Zach Wilson and I'm saying, okay, I've seen some positive things these last three weeks. I'm looking at, uh, you know, catching 12 people on the field. That that was a hurry up opportunity for Zach. Got the flag, got a free play. You get the the free play where we get the throw to Garrett Wilson, then you get the crackback block. Obviously, the the negating penalty or pushing Ugh. us back really sucks. But obviously, nice recognition from Zach. Realizes he gets the free play, rips it downfield. Then you saw the naked boot where he booted out, uh, kind of did the play action, booted out to his left, got sacked the first time, comes back, does the opposite thing, the uh, you know to the right, winds up throwing the ball to Jeremy Rucker. And I believe that was a first down, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I like where this is kind of going, and uh, really, really excited. It seems like we're lagging a lot today. Yeah, I'm seeing it too. Yeah. I'm getting that. Let's, Let me see. Let's Tell us in the stream. Are you guys seeing it, or is that just all three of our computers? <laughs> no, it's definitely something going on. I probably have my other computer on right now. Do a little knockout of that. Oh no! It's all right. We're we're a work in progress over here. It's gonna be okay. Boom. All right. We'll see if that works. Lots of stuff to get into, though. Lots of stuff. All right. Let's hop over to Greg. Greg says, why haven't we seen Jason Brownlee on the field? His jump ball ability would mesh well with Zach. I think we haven't seen as much out of the young guys just yet because we were kind of, you know, relying on them to learn stuff as we go. And through the bye week, I do expect to see a little bit more of, of the younger dudes on the other side of the bye. I don't know how much we're going to see of Hardman. Obviously, there's some trade rumors with him going on. Um, I'd like to see Brownlee. We're seeing Irv Charles out there. We're seeing more Gibson, so I think it's gonna happen at some point. It's just there's there's a few dogs in front of him. Matt, what do you think? Jason Brownlee getting on the field soon? I think after the bye would be the time to make that transition for Izzy Abanacanda and Jason Brownlee, uh, two guys that I think Jet fans would like to see more of. I don't know about you guys, but I, I've had it up to here with Randall Cobb uh, with the with another drop. His drop rate is forty percent. That's an insane number, 40%, and he's playing 49% of snaps. I know his yeah. snap count's going down. When Xavier Gibson's healthy, I think that uh, you know he will get more of those snaps eventually, which is a good thing. But uh, I'm in on trying to get Jason Brownlee, a jump ball guy, in, in for red zone stuff. Um, and same with Izzy Abanacanda. I think the, the youth needs to come in uh, and get some play here in the second half of the year. Ooh, I see Justin comes in with a $20 super chat. Justin says, do you think if we add someone at the deadline, our red zone issues will get fixed? I would say if we're going to add someone at the uh, deadline, I would look for, if we want red zone success, I'm looking for like Mike Evans. But at the same time, I don't know how much I want to give up to acquire Mike Evans when I think we have a good shot at getting him at the end of the season in the off season. Um, what do you think, Green Bean? You see any player that could help us out in the red zone? Uh, I think, you know what, I think some big fat offensive linemen might help us out in the red zone because watching Wes Schweitzer sit on his ass um, in the middle of plays was a thing of, uh, you know, it's just one of those things you, I, I, I can't see it enough. I just love it. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then to, he's already on his ass and then he decides to pull him to the ground on top of it and get a 10 yard penalty when we're in the red zone. Um, 
you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, look, it was his first time in the, you know, uh, you know, his first real play this season. Maybe he'll snap out of it. I don't know. But um, I didn't like it. So I think we're beat up, man. Um, I don't know. Did we hear what happened with Tipman? I didn't get the chance to really dig I in. I saw a thigh. We, yeah, it's yeah, thigh. It's a but thigh. They're, waiting, they're waiting till after the bye week to get more um, info on it. So we're not going to find anything out this week, Salah said. Everyone's yeah, we're going to wait till break. after the bye to look School at nurse it. isn't back yeah. yet. Well, uh, maybe who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I don't know, man. Um, I think they should just grab Lyle Collins. I mean, he's out there. I mean, he's a tackle, but you can move guys like Billy Turner inside, uh, and 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 kind of play it that way. But I would like to see them bring some if they're gonna trade. I mean, everybody, you know, I see some posts and stuff. Oh, Devontae Adams and Mike Evans, and I'd love either one, you know, but I don't I don't know how real. Uh, that is because you like, like you mentioned, Ryan, I think, um, you know, what do we got to give up for this stuff? You know, we don't want to walk into next year's draft with nothing either. I mean, we, you know, we need some, we need some draft picks to be able to continue to bolster the, you know, the, the, you know, the young aspect of the team, you know, the, the youth movement. And that's the way to go. I mean, you know, feathering in some nice uh, vets is, is all great and all, but we don't know what Zach Wilson is going to be able to do. And the Aaron Rodgers coming back, I, I hear you, man. I don't like seeing him out there throwing passes. It was all good. But that to me was like, oh, man, like why? Don't you realize this is not Lambeau Field? This is the New York Jets. Like that's the shit that we do. And it goes, I don't, I mean, I'm going to knock on wood, but that's what I was thinking. And it freaks me out, man. So the I, everybody's like kind of almost accepted. Week 14, he's coming back. I don't know about all that. Um, so, I would rather see us bolster the line and to have a real shot here than go glitz and glam. But this, let, let me point something else out. You know, Nicole Hardman's on the trade block. We got calls from for Bryce Hall. Did you see how necessary depth was this week? Mm-hmm. And like, so you got a guy like Nicole Hardman on the on the roster. He's sitting there. He's all fresh legged. He's got. He has no tread worn off the tires this year. And we got Cobb, who's who's dropping forty percent of his passes, and all we are is 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 a Garrett Wilson, you know, and, and we saw it. He went to the you know sideline twice. Um, it can happen like that. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, we were down to cornerbacks four, five, and six, and it was nice to be able to have a Bryce Hall come in. Um, I would much rather keep Nicole Hardman, and uh, and and just kind of bounce. Cobb to the sideline and, and have him as waiting in the wings. But like if something happens, you'd rather have Nicole Hardman coming in than going to the undrafted free agent uh, Brownlee. We're all high on him. We all like him. We all like Irv Charles special teams. But depending on those guys for our offense would be a little bit more than I would choose to do if I had the choice. I would just I would be real cautious on trading depth. Jets fans are real excited to trade guys. Uh, that we're not using a lot of time. And I get it. Nobody likes draft picks more than me. Um, but as far as who we're letting go uh, during the, you know, be, before the trade deadline, I'm a little nervous about seeing guys like Hardman or Bryce Hall or uh, even, you know, the Carl Lawson's and whoever else of the world uh, trading them right now because damned if we haven't seen injuries and I don't want to see it anymore. Matt, what do you think? Is there anyone at the deadline that could help us with red zone issues? Um, well, first I want to say, well, Green Bean, the 2025 pick swap for Miko Harmon doesn't really get the juices flowing for you. 
that doesn't do it for you. I yeah, guess. right. Like, let's make a seventh into a sixth in five years. You know, it's like, yeah, I'd rather have them. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm with you. That's that's what I was thinking the whole time while you were going. But um, what about? Okay, can I can I interest you in a Cortland Sutton for a day three pick if uh, Denver just wants to blow it up, which it sounds like they are very very close to doing at the deadline. I don't think it would be crazy costly to trade for a guy like him. He has another year on his deal. I think you would have to rework it to make the money work. But as we saw this offseason, you can do that. The Jets did it multiple times. And he is a big body wide receiver, which hell, I know Alan Lazard's that as well. But they, they need, I think, additional big targets there in the in the red zone. Yeah, I agree on the big targets. I just don't know if I, I don't see Sean Payton doing us any favors. That, that's kind of where I'm going with this. Like, I mean, maybe that it doesn't matter. We're already beyond them and they just want to get, if the Jets are the highest offer, they'll go get him. Um, I would love to go after T Higgins. If he becomes, you know, available in some capacity, I think now that the Bengals have started to kind of write that ship. I don't think you'll see it uh, go that route anymore. Boys and girls, if you're just hopping in, make sure you hit that like button. Greatly appreciate it. If you guys are interested, we are doing our Jets Chargers ticket tailgate group buy. Head over to TalkinJets.com or scan the little QR code whenever it pops up on the screen. Uh, and you can head over there and uh, join us for week nine. I'm very, very excited for this. Uh, let's jump into a few more Super Chats. Douglas comes in and says, we're closer to being the 85 Bears, but not quite there until they start lining Quinnen up on offensive plays a la the fridge. I would love to see some of our big guys get involved. You know who I haven't seen in, involved at all? And this isn't really an offense, like defense to offense thing, but Michael Clemens has been like invisible so far this season. And I, I guess it's because other guys are stepping up, but I just, I was hoping to see a little bit more freak out of him and scariness with like the whole him walking into training camp with the bat. And then, you know, kind of has not really uh, translated to on the field just yet. Greenbean, you think this defense has uh, 85 bears written all over it? <laughs> I want to tell everybody that uh, the first drive, when they give up a first down in the live streams, we get all the 85 Bears comments, right? So I'm just going to say this out loud. This defense is, is excellent. And even though they'll have their bad games, and, you know, we look back at the Rex Ryan defenses as stellar, as studs, aggressive Dude, they had games where they looked non-existent. They had those games where they would get, they would really get, you know, beat up on. It happens. It happens to the best of teams. But you see this defense, man, dude. Again, without our top three cornerbacks, you see what they did to really an elite offense. Everybody, I want to point that out. This is uh, considered one of the NFL's elite offenses. We held them to zero points um, in the in the second half, and you know, we only allowed one touchdown in the first six games in the second half. That's incredible. Um, and then you got guys like Quincy Williams, uh, you know, coming on big time, really in many ways, the top linebacker in the NFL right now. Uh, just, in, just incredible stuff. Um, as far as being the 85 Bears, again, I'll point out, I know nobody hears me. We're a headline society these days. He wasn't saying we're going to, we're, you know, we're the 85 Bears. He was say, said, we'll do something special like the 85 bears, I think is how he said it. So, but that said, no one cares, but yeah, man, we're just getting started, dude. We're just getting started. Don't forget week three last year. Everybody wanted to fire Ulbricht. 
right? Three and four. Everybody wanted to fire him. This year, we wanted to fire Hackett. We know for the second game of the season. Hackett's the worst. We got to just let the season go. This this defense is still just getting going, in my opinion. And we've already shut down some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and made them look silly. Um, you know, three interceptions, three interceptions, two interceptions from guys like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes. That's nothing to bat an eyelash out, man. That's serious stuff. And uh, and I think they're going to continue to get better if the offense can just maintain what they're doing with, you know, time of possession. This time of possession, I think they beat us by 10 seconds. They had 10 seconds or so more uh, time of possession than us. That is exactly what we're looking to do. If we can do that, this defense is going to stay fresh and uh, and keep winning games for us, man. I believe that. And not to mention that first drive they had was like 19 plays, so it took off a ton of time. So once that first drive was over, and they shouldn't have had a touchdown, by the way. I think that's absolute bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's right. But after that first drive, they like clamped down. It was it was all Jets the rest of the way out as far as the defense goes from a time of possession uh, standpoint. Radovan yeah. comes in and says, why are we seeing Cobb playing so many snaps? He has, the, uh, he has to be the worst wide receiver I can remember playing as many snaps, uh, this many snaps for the Jets in the last decade plus. So I think a lot of it has to do with him being able to find holes open in the zone and him being a reliable target uh, for Zach. But I do think you'll start to see him get phased out and you'll start to see some of the younger guys get some of those reps this week. I think that's part of the transition. Uh, I did see a tweet from Jet Press, and I kind of I rolled my eyes a little bit. <laughs> but it, uh, Randall Cobb, 40% drop rate, worst in the NFL. 31.3 pro football focus run block grade, 20, 129th out of 129. That doesn't really mean a whole heck of a lot to me. I'm not really putting Randall Cobb out there to, to run block. Uh, 46.5 overall pro football focus grade. That's 111th out of 112 people. He has three catches for 20 yards on 12 targets, and he's playing 49% of the snaps. That, <laughs> that is a a whole lot of uh, maybe concerningness there. Matt, how are you feeling about Randall Cobb playing as much as he is right now? Yeah, I think it's time to to phase him out a little bit. Uh, when you're throwing him the ball on second and 20 and he drops it, it gave me uh, some PTSD to uh, Frank Gore up the middle on second and 10 for one yard. Uh, and the Jets also did that with Dalvin Cook on a second and 10. And I, I, I had to snap myself out of it. I said, I want to relive 2020. Um, but I, I understand why he was brought in right with Aaron Rodgers and originally was supposed to be much further down on the depth chart. And then Miko Hardman gets in the doghouse for some reason. And then Corey Davis retires on the eve of the season. And then like he's playing 73% of snaps in week three. And you're thinking, how the hell did we just get here? Yeah. All sorts of confusion. All sorts of confusion. Crossfire comes in. What's up, Crossfire? Glad to have you in here. He says, Jets beat the Eagles. Green Bean gets out of YouTube jail. Jets are going three and three into the bye. Let's effing go. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, Green Bean's out of YouTube jail. He's back. Hey. And better than ever. <laughs> Thanks, Crossfire. Thanks for, for mentioning it, man. It feels nice. Crossfire's coming with us to the Jets Chargers game week nine. And so is Blitzcrew. Blitzcrew comes Woo. in with a super chat. He says, Ruckert needs to be in front of Uzama and Conklin. Uh, Conklin is Zach's favorite. Izzy and Michael Carter over Cook. Bench Lawson and give more time to the others. Bench Cobb, let young guys play. Any Collins news? I have not heard any Lyle Collins news since the, uh, I think he was doing a a physical for the Giants was the last thing I heard. Uh, I wouldn't mind bringing him in. 
but we're getting Carter Warren back. Maybe they're trying to give him every opportunity to get those reps instead of, you know, Collins, especially if they like Mitchell out on the right-hand side. But I would like to bring in some some needed depth blitz, so I'm with you. As far as uh, Ruckert being in front of Uzama, yeah, I think he should be. He's been he an excellent blocker. What was that? His snap, his snap counts have been higher than his the last, like, two weeks or so. I was going to say, and they've Uzoma? been going up. Him, Gibson, and... Uh, yeah, pull him up. And Carter. Carter's above Cook now. Cook dropped to like 16%, I think. Brees' right. uh, snaps are up overall. It was, sorry, it was even, th- pretty much. 30, 35% of snaps versus 37. 23 plays versus 24 plays for Uzama last week. So about the same. So I think on the other side of the bye week, you'll, that'll be one of the things you do see. I think Conklin is absolutely a solid target for Zach. Big body dude. Uh, it's sort of exactly what we expected coming into the season. And then, yeah, I would love to see Izzy and Michael Carter overcooked. Do we know, like, any news on Izzy? He's just inactive right now, I think, because he was out the first, what, four weeks? No, he was just uh, he was a healthy scratch. He was just healthy scratch. I wasn't sure if yeah. it was still something stemming from, like, the, the preseason as to why it was, like, lingering that we weren't seeing him. Really frustrating. No, I, yeah, I think he could have went in week one. I He definitely needs to be active, but I don't know... Like Michael Carter's really disappointed me the last few weeks. Um, and I, I understand wanting to see him over Dalvin Cook potentially, but false start, two big drops in a couple of big spots in both of these games against the Eagles and the the Chiefs. I don't know, man. I'm ready for Izzy uh, RB2, I think. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they use Carter the rest of the way out because he's really been in on third downs exclusively and, and blocking so I mean maybe they just want to avoid other hits on some of the running backs and they don't really care so much about Carter <laughs> I don't want to say care so much about Carter because they obviously do but um yeah he's got to play got to play better there uh he says bench Lawson and more times for others yeah I don't, I don't want to see Lawson take a whole lot of snaps I mean I'd love to get someone to trade for him but we are one edge rusher injury away like Green Bean was kind of alluding to before on uh you know needing that kind of depth behind jj and and jfm matt what do you think uh or i guess i'll throw it to green bean green what do you think you want to trade lawson and do you think there's anyone out there that would well i'd be more willing to trade lawson than i would one of the wide receivers or cornerbacks truthfully um but i think his value is at a low i mean you like you know you don't sell low if you can avoid it you know, unless you're just really trying to get other guys on the field, a la Will McDonald. And but again, it's like all of a sudden, and and we get batch injuries, right? It happens like you know, the one drive in Denver, it's like ABT goes out and then Beckton's laying on the field. And it's like, what that's what we seem to see. You know, we get DJ Reed out and Sauce Gardner. Oh, yeah, Eccles is out, by the way. Like, that's how it happens for us. Like when it rains, it pours. So I don't know. I'm a little bit cautious. Unless somebody's gonna give you something that's worth you know alleviating some depth i would just say ride it out dude like we don't need to trade anybody come and blow our doors off or leave us alone like that's what i would say you know hey i'll give you a 2025 seventh round pick for carl lawson it's like what is that doing you know so i just don't see it um would i be willing yeah but i would again it would take something of value to get him off my roster because if he is injured you know, his back, we, you know, we know he's not playing at a hundred percent. Let him sit till week 10, 12, 14. And then you got that guy coming off the bench all fresh. We know what he is. I mean, we saw him last year and he's a workout warrior. He's got, he's got all that in him to kind of come back and, and turn it around from the injury. So 
I, I don't know. I'm, again, it, it would have to be like a you know, and unrealistic maybe, but like a, a third or something, fourth round, some team that really needs an edge rusher um, to get him off my roster. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of I'm really of the thought of just keep everybody together, circle the wagons, and and be ready to weather the Jets onslaught that comes every friggin' year. Allison Tuckwab, thank you so much for that super chat. Sends it a monster one, hundred bucks. She says, wow. "Why are we all hyped up? He's a liar game. He's a liar game. Uh, what? He is a He's liar a game to go. He's a what? Let's figure it out. Context. All right, let's do it. Okay. Why are we all hyped up? He's a liar. Game to go, yet didn't get to the playoffs or Super Bowl, and you guys are all happy, and you got these players that you thought." We're good. Now it's like you don't like them and they are in Disney and they get to prove themselves with you guys. I'm Alice, very I, confused. All right, listen, I want to <laughs> make something comes clear. off like a dolphin fan. Well, no, she is. She, she, it's the punctuation thing. We've seen this. I want to make this very clear. I love Allison Tuckwab. Okay. Uh, Allison, she's very consistent. She's been around us for years. Um, so this is good. But it's it's she's just she she's doing this to keep us on our toes. That's what I think. Um, she does Can this you on purpose. This one to me. Yes. Here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we all hyped up? He's a liar. Period. Game to go yet didn't get to the playoffs or Super Bowl, and you guys are all happy. You got these players that you thought were good. Now it's like you don't like them, and they are in they are in Disney. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, and get to prove himself with you guys. So what I'm thinking. So that, that's I'm thinking Miami. And they're talking about Mike White and Berrios and like all those guys down in Florida. It's not where I. No, I, I, I was going. All right. That, Disney could send you to Florida. Right. For sure. But let's do this. Especially I think with like you, all your guys. And now it's like you don't like them and they are in Disney. Isn't that right. like. Am I so totally they're leaving different? and going to Miami. Guys that we liked. Berrios. Sure. Mike White. We all liked the mullet. We didn't like him on the field, but we liked him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I guess that's so, is that where you're going, I think, with this? Or am no, I totally well, rereading re heads that way with guys that we liked? But I was thinking, like, so now there's guys on the team that we liked, whether it's Carl Lawson or uh, Michael Carter, or now we're like Jets fan. We're, like, we're willing to kind of just kind of mm. jump off of them really fast. Now, I think the liar. Why are we all hyped up? He's a liar. Game to go yet didn't get to the playoffs or Super Bowl. That's that hard. Feels like Salah, maybe. No, it, who didn't get to the who's lying? Who's lying to us, Allison? Allison, write another comment. You don't have to super chat. I've it, been, but yeah, I, I've been, they're really there's two Allison. other comments. One. Said all right, wait, that, wait. Here it is. Here's the clarifier. You see it, Ryan? Put it on the here. I'm gonna I'm gonna copy it and put it up there real quick. Yeah, copy it and put it on, then I'll I'll throw it in there. All right. Here it is. This 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 will clarify everything. Will it? Yes. Watch. You see it? See the green bean comment? Go ahead, put it up. I there. see it. It's on the screen. Zach, how he plays Eugene. on the football field. He didn't get that Eugene. far just on hard knocks. He got petite sack. So that's right. See, aren't you now you get it? Small nut sack. That's okay. Petite sack. That's what that is, right? <laughs> Eugene Zach, how he plays on the football field. 
All right, to something, Zach, how he plays on the football field. He didn't get that far just on hard knocks. He got petite Zach. <laughs> Allison. My brain hurts. All right, hold on. Here's another one from Allison. Who's who? Watch Joe Cronin in here. Not, <laughs> not to be putting different conversation in here. When it's supposed to be Jet talking here, who watches Joe Cronin? I still don't. <laughs> who's joe cronin is that a, is, that's not a football i don't know what that is alice i'm i'm thoroughly allison we love you i'm gonna tell you this though i'm with you somebody's a liar we got to get him out of here who i want to know who the liar. allison real quick just put in there who's the liar that's what i want to know and then we're going to talk about that oh uh, no <laughs> eject whoever the liar is but let's let's go this way with it, right? We'll go back to our original chat and let's let's take it from the route of uh, players that we've liked that we are now kind of off, right? Like that's kind of where I think we were heading on this, and we were talking about Michael Carter, Carl Lawson, and it's not so much that we don't like him. I like Michael Carter the person. I like Carl Lawson the person. Heck, mm -hmm. I like you know I have no issues with Michael Hardman. It's it's really just a snap count thing and how you're going to use him. You, right. you have Michael Hardman under contract for one year, and if you're not going to use him, why let him rot on the bench unless you really want to use him as like a reserve? It's almost like a, a goodwill thing to allow him to get on the field and probably hit some of his incentives. So it's it's not it's nothing personal. It's really just a business on my side of things. Um, Matt, where do you kind of fall on the players that maybe fall out of favor or Jet fans kind of pivot off of? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to read it. There's more. I know. I'm not doing the same thing. I'm reading it again. I'm like, what's going on? I'm, I'm trying to decipher. I'm trying, Allison. Really hard time. Um, trying. Yeah, I would say I, I, I liked Carl Lawson. I liked the signing. I thought he was pretty good last year. It seems like he's playing hurt right now, and I think he's just had too many injuries, and sometimes these things don't work out, and sometimes guys we like, I'm not going to mention any names in the room, but like, I don't know, Denzel Mims, for example, we like hey. these guys, and it just doesn't, it doesn't work out sometimes. I like Denzel Mims, too. I wanted the Jets to draft him. Sometimes it doesn't work, man, and, you know, it is what it is. Michael, Michael Carter seemed to regress from when he was a rookie. Um Sam Darnold regressed, right? We thought, hey, maybe we have something here after a couple of years, and it didn't work out. Sometimes it doesn't go go our way. Doug comes in. Doug says, 13 and 4. I just want to reiterate. Thank you, Allison. Incredibly generous. Um, and a fun little tangent for like a solid <laughs> three to five minutes. <laughs> Doug says, 13 and 4, 4 and 13. You hear, heard it here first from your lips to God's ears, my friend. He says, Cashmere really lost... Uh, or Cashman, thank you for the super chat. He says, really lost a chance for Adams to change his number to 33 so we could all pull our Jamal Adams jerseys from our closets. Yeah, Matt, did you want to see Tony Adams wear 33? No, because fuck Jamal Adams. I don't want to, I don't want anything to have to do with it. It's band number 33. No one should be able to wear that number. That makes me smile. I'm I'm you know what? I'm glad you said that. I'm really glad you said that. Uh, let's see. We got, sorry, my, uh, my screen got all jacked up over here. We got Douglas coming in. Douglas says last three quarterbacks picked second overall before Zach Wilson, uh, Mariota, Wentz and Trubisky. Maybe expectations need to be tempered for quarterbacks drafted in that spot. You can't, you know, have all the preseason or uh, pre-draft hype and all the, the scouts going crazy and then not have the expectations to go with it. It's just not part of the 
equation. Um, not great. I mean, look, Wentz was an MVP caliber candidate at one point. I have no idea how he just kind of fell through the floor. It seems like the locker room just like revolted as soon as Foles wound up winning that Super Bowl. <laughs> it like never rebounded from it. I kind of feel bad for him in that respect. And then Mariota just never really stayed healthy early on, and it kind of derailed his whole career. It never, he always just kind of bounced around from backup spot to backup spot. Where is Trubisky well, right now? Is he still in, was he in Pittsburgh. Buffalo for a little bit? No, Pittsburgh, yeah. yeah. He wasn't. In- but Mariota had a, had a whole season, man, as a starter in Atlanta. He sucked ass. He was terrible, was- man. The uh, but I see Jay Stroud kind of bucked this trend. He's been pretty damn good through six games, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's probably the he like MVP, Stroud. you know, rookie MVP right now. You'd have to think. Yeah. I would say he so. looks legit. He's looking legit down there. The Texans, you know, you looked at that game as like, okay, good. That's one you chalk up as a V, um, or a W. Sorry, um, but not 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 necessarily, man. He's looking sharp. We've got Mr. Downtown says, fun fact, Bryce Hall and Quinnen have more interceptions than Sauce. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's true. That's that's correct. And Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen has more completions to jet players than Aaron Rodgers. Another fun fact for you. Yeah. I mean, we could. Yeah. I mean, but hey, look, let's just take the positive out of that. How fun was it to see Quinnen Williams with the ball in his hand again? That boy likes to stiff arm, baby. He's big. Felt he good. Dude, I wanted to see the full like extension that we saw on Tyree Kill last year. I was hoping to get the same thing this time. Pooch Guy says, I love how Brees chirped back at all the Philadelphia defensive linemen. Yeah, it was nice. They're like, oh, we let you run in. We let you run in. It's like, yo, we got enough confidence in our defense. Not going to matter. Not going to matter at all. Yeah. Say, good. How'd that work out for you? Good Blitz choice. Crew. Blitz crew comes in, says, not sure extra weight has helped Michael Clemens. How's Quinnen looking aside from the interception? Not a lot of highlights. We have things not showing up on the stats. So I think some of the success you're seeing from uh, Jermaine, Jeff, uh, Jermaine Johnson and Bryce Huff and some of the interior guys like Jefferson, I think is because Quinnen's getting double teamed and he's he's while he's not being eliminated from the play, he's allowing other players to make plays. So he's being impactful. Sort of like we, we talked about it with John Franklin Myers too, where John Franklin Myers crashed inside, took three offensive linemen out. Uh, that wasn't this past week, but it was, you know, we went over a film review a, a few games ago. And uh, you don't see that reflect on the stat sheet for him specifically, but when you turn on the tape, you say, okay, that's why we got that sack. And I think that's probably what we're seeing out of uh, Quinnen right now. Now, Michael Clemens, that one's a little bit more of a head-scratcher because I would have expected to see him on special teams making some plays, and I think the extra weight may have slowed him down a little bit. He doesn't seem to have that same burst that we saw last year. Matt, what are you, what's your thinking on Clemens and how we're seeing uh, Quinnen used? So Clemens has, I mean, he put on the more weight, but I don't think he has really looked all that great this year at either edge or interior. Like, he kind of now just feels like a, a tweener like a like a poor man's jfm like a not as good version as what john franklin myers is um so maybe it would be better for him to lose the weight back and go back to just being edge where he was probably a little bit more effective there um you know this year might end up being a wash which is which is fine he was inactive this past week and i i think you know i'm i'm okay with that you know maybe try to go back to a different position next year they have the depth where it's not going to really make that big of a deal but Quinnen, like, if you're just looking at the box score and looking for sacks, you're not going to be happy. But 
he's second in the NFL in pressures for interior defensive linemen. The only one with more is Aaron Donald, who is pretty damn good. And the sacks eventually will come, but his pressures also lead to turnovers too. Like this defense is creating turnovers now, which is something that we wanted them to do last year. We talked about how they were a really good unit. They just need to create more turnovers to get to that next level. And the pressure that he is getting to the quarterback is creating those turnovers. So um, I, I think he is, he's been really, really good. He's, to me, just as good as he was last year, even if the, the uh, sack numbers aren't where they maybe could be. How about them Jets chimes in, says, why can't we use three tight ends, Lazard and Charles in the red zone? I think you might see them start to experiment with some big body packages. Now, I still want to see Garrett Wilson on the field. I don't think you should have your best wide receiver not on the field in that sort of situation. Like, he's going to out-jump anyone in that uh, you know, in those secondaries, but I like the three tight end sets specifically with like us either running the ball or running play action of it. Just run all your plays out of three tight end sets because you're getting a lot of really good weapons on the field in Uzama and Conklin and Ruckert. And then you're giving the best opportunity for Zach not to get his ass tackled and Brees to run wild. So I, I do really like this kind of package. Uh, Greenbean, what do you think about the three tight end sets that we've seen so far? And do you think we'll see Lazard oh. and Charles as a red zone package? I love it. I can't even believe it's real. Like when I watch it, like you see that, like, you know, one or two plays a game kind of a thing we're running out of it. I mean, I don't have the number, maybe Matt knows, um, or you even, but how much of what our percentage of 13 personnel is, but it is, it is heavier than we're used to seeing. We're, we're seeing more 13 than we've seen 12 in recent years. So I love seeing three tight ends on the field as far as sprinkling in, like a you know like more of a of a 12 but still having like a Lazard who can function in a very similar way as a tight end or even kind of checking out and seeing what Irv Charles can do um cuz Irv Charles is a special teams demon dude i mean that guy uh what a what a spectacular wrinkle he ended up being especially with Hardy being out and then Irv Charles just comes in he's doing the exact same thing it's really great to see um and i it would be nice to see him actually be able to do you know, what he does on special teams and still help the offense, uh, then, they, you know, you really justify roster spots that way. If he can come in and play, you know, in specific packages, you know, 10, 12% of the snaps, and but like in those big body red zone kind of situations, I would love to see it. I mean, Zach's got to get to that point where they just trust the fact that a six foot five Alan Lazard is going to have a good shot, just throw it to the corner. Jump ball into the corner you know, against a five foot eleven cornerback. Uh, you know Lazard's going to have a really good shot at doing that. Irv Charles could do that too. Um, so I think uh, again, I agree. Garrett Wilson has to be on the field, but he is. He's the wide receiver. In in you know when we're running the big boy sets, you see Garrett Wilson is out there. Um, so uh, that's important. But I think if you're going to do that, you know, kind of taking out a tight end, maybe Uzoma. And putting in a an, an Alan Lazard or an Irv Charles or somebody, I think that could be smart. And the cool thing is, we're seeing that evolution. Matt talked about it before. We're seeing the guys' snap counts go up that that we want to, and, and namely Ruckert at the front of that pack. You know, in the beginning, we're seeing him run, you know, one snap or five plays in the in the whole game, and we're slowly but surely seeing these guys kind of earn their spot on the on the field. And I think that's good. That's healthy. And I think we're going to see more of it because, quite frankly, they're better and they're younger and they're hungrier and and all that sort of stuff is like adding to what we can do. 
And I think we're going to see more of it. But, dude, we still have the lion's share of the season left. You know, I mean, we have, what, 11 games or 12 games left. Or what is it, 11? I can't count, so help me. We still have 11 games left. So I think we're going to see all sorts of fun stuff. We should say we have like 14 games left or 15 games left. We're going all the way. That's right. Rogers coming. That's right. We've got Josh (laughs) coming in with Super Chat. Josh says, 29 million views, Jets, Eagles. Maybe we start seeing calls go our way. Hate how decisive the refs can be. Uh, Need red zone, red zone, red zone on turnovers. So you got to be able to convert on your turnovers. That was something we didn't do real well this past week. Uh, Obviously, generating a lot is, is always awesome. But yeah, I feel like we're getting more and more views, right? Like the Jets have got to be the most popular team in the league right now. You saw Monday Night Football, Week 1, Jets-Bills, highest viewed game since, you know, I, I think it was all of last year. It was like an insane number. Highest game like ever viewed. And then you go into Jets-Chiefs and it's like, oh, new record set, Jets-Chiefs. Oh, then Jets-Eagles, new record set, 29 million views, highest viewed game this season. Jets have had that three times. This is becoming a consistent thing. It's feeling pretty good. Matt, how are you feeling about the views we're getting right now? Um, The Cowboys are no longer America's team. The Jets are America's team. How about that? (laughs) Let's go. I like it. Fresh take. Things you just love to see. Yeah, they right now... They they are getting put in front of a lot of eyeballs, and they've been fun. They feel like an easy team to root for. Uh, maybe there's inherent bias there, but I don't know. This seems seems like a very likable team to me. Let's see. We've got uh, Sky C has a chat. Give me one second. I'll get this thrown on here. For some reason, it like disappeared from my uh, list over here. Yeah, don't forget, guys, when you throw in a $20 super chat, you can choose to freeze one of us, which is delightful. It is pretty so, fun. Yeah, don't forget about that. Let's see. Well, Allison right. sent a co- coherent chat in the... In here. It's not a super chat. That's that was, uh, no, I, that is, that's fantastic. I, I love it. I was yeah, she's okay. clearly she's clearly speak texting. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. yeah. It's, I was gonna say it's talk right. to text. It's got to be what it is. Yeah, yeah. Speak text. That's what that's what the old guy says. Right. Talk to text. <laughs> so this is uh, from Sky C. He drops a twenty dollars super chat. Thank you, Sky C. Oh. Greatly appreciate it. Says, hey guys, who are our priority players? We need to resign like Bryce Huff and others. So I've been having this conversation with a lot of people the last probably two weeks or so, and I have come to the conclusion. You got to lock up Bryce Huff. I'm not willing to let this dude leave. He's playing an elite level at an elite position or at a primary position. Lock this dude in. If you can get him signed for the John Franklin Myers contract, let's do it all over again. I think there's a good shot that him and Becton, it comes down to the franchise tag for one of them, and I'm really hoping you re-sign Bryce Huff because the dude's elite, and I don't want to trust Becton just yet. Um I would say Becton and Huff are the two guys I'm looking at as priorities, with Huff being the big one that I'd like to retain on a longer deal and Becton on a prove-it deal. Matt, your thoughts on guys we need to retain? Yeah, Bryce Huff is at the top of the list and is someone that needs an in-season extension now because the longer they wait, every week the price tag keeps going up higher and higher. And um, it's someone we've been yelling about to get on the field more, and they're finally playing him you know, 40 to 50% of the snaps now the last three weeks. And he's had seven pressures, eight pressures, and then nine pressures this past week against the Philadelphia Eagles and one and a half sacks. He is so good. 
Um, on a deep defensive line, he's their best edge rusher. I don't think it's close. Uh, his name is up there with the elites uh, in terms of pressure percentage. I think the sacks are going to start to come. Uh, I would get him signed immediately. Outside of that, I don't want to franchise tag Makai Becton. If you're going to re-sign Makai Becton, I would do a bridge, uh, like a two-year kind of thing where it's, you know, you could get out of it after one year if need be, but you give him that insurance policy of that second year on the contract. So, you know, it could end up working out for, for both sides there. Um, those are the two that I think jump out the most, like, Jordan Whitehead's a free agent. I don't know if I'm necessarily running to the table to sign Jordan Whitehead in March. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there, I'm sure there's a, how about, oh, here's one Zerloin and Morstead because the special teams is yep. incredible. Thomas Morstead has been a massive upgrade over Brain Man, and Greg Zerloin just continues to hit clutch kick after kick. So, um, yeah, those are my guys. Yeah, that's a great point. Our special teams has been incredible this season in large part because of both kickers and the the special teams unit overall. Uh, so, yeah, you got to resign them. Greenbean, what do you think? Priority players that the Jets need to resign? We talked about Bryce Huff and Becton. Where do you stand on those two guys? And then are there, is there anyone else that you kind of see out there that the Jets should lock up? Me? Yes, you. Sorry, I had a dog oh. thing going on. Um, let's see. You got the Bryce Huff. You got the old uh, Mackay Becton thing. Let's. I think Bryce Hall, dude. I want to see Bryce Hall stick around. I don't think we're going to be able to do it. I think he's definitely going to want to go start somewhere, and I think he'll get that. Um, but I would love to see Bryce Hall stick around. Uh, who else is up? Who, who, what guys do we... Uh, Matches don't and Zerline see. and Morstead. Zerline, uh, Zerline mm-hmm. was a one-year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, I feel like most of our kickers are always like one year or two years, I maybe, I guess. It could have been a two-year Just year commit. Deal. Just commit, damn it, right? Um, I think, yeah, Zerline and Morstead. Holy cow, huh? More, is Morstead the greatest punter we've ever had? I mean, I don't want to go nuts. It's only been six games, but holy shit, man. He's been good you know, at flipping the field. I mean, we've got two safeties in large part because of our special teams unit. And, dude, and we almost I, had I mean, another one. He's got to be up there. I, I liked Weatherford a lot. I thought he was really good for us. Yeah. Um, he was. The stretch of time we had him. But, I mean, it's hard to argue when you're getting safeties, right? Like, that is that is on him. He's pinning guys inside the 10 right now. Great hang. Yeah, totally. And we almost had another one this week. And, can you know, can you imagine three safety? I mean, what's the average for safeties in a season from a defense? I mean, it's, it's got to be zero. one. I was going to yeah, say, it's right? got to be like 0.8. Like I feel I mean, like teams get them, but I would feel like it's it's under one. Like I mean, we yeah. got two right now, so we skew the <laughs> skew the numbers a little bit. Yeah, but and then the 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 dude. I mean, look, let's give Jalen Hurts his credit. He was hard to bring down. Not only is he elusive, he's also super big and strong, right? So I mean, they you know you the the one play in particular, Michael Carter had him by the arm. He's pulling it, and Jalen Hurts just keeps him there and throws a dime to A.J. Brown, like, it's it's amazing, right? But, like, so if Jalen Hurts didn't have that ability in the in the end zone, man, that was another safety. Clearly, we're all over him. Um, so, yeah, that's a big deal. And, and like you said, that can a lot of that can be attributed to the, uh, to, the, to the punter. So, yeah, man, I would lock these guys up. I hope Joe Douglas does some of that midseason. We saw JFM uh, midseason. We don't see too much of it, though, uh, with Joe Douglas, if I remember correctly. So... I think uh, I don't know, man. That really like comes to mind with in-season move, like in-season signings. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. I'm glad he locked up Quincy for a couple of years. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, that was a big that's one. That's one of the few contracts that's worked out in our favor, signing him before like stuff actually happens. Like I feel like we got a yeah, deal did on you, him. And did you hear his comments when he said, I'm going to shoot real straight with you guys? When they were doing the contract talks, they had a list of linebackers. They had his floor and his ceiling, and there was a list of linebackers that he that they the, that the Jets thought were better than him. So that really? guy kept his price down. Yeah, that's what he said. Um, in his press conference, it's really interesting, man. And he said that uh, that motivated him. He said, "You know what?" He called his brother and mm-hmm. said, "I want to get to the Pro Bowl. Help me out." He called C.J. Mosley and said, "How did you hit your stride? I want in." And uh, he Love said, it. "This is the first." He said, "This is his words. This is the first year I'm. A, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but there are, some of his words are in here." He said, um, <laughs> this, "I know these are his words, and I'll paraphrase." <laughs> Uh, so, but he essentially said, um, this is the year that I'm hundred percent bought in. Like I chose to buy in a hundred percent this year. So we're seeing him motivated and, and the results speak for themselves. So that's one that worked out. So I'm glad that we were able to lock him up before this friggin' shit, but he might, he might be a guy if he pulls, you know, uh, you know, the rest of the season and he's elite and he's all pro, he might be one guy that's holding out. Um, pulling some stuff like that because he didn't get big money. He got good money, but he didn't get like big money. Million, right? Something like what that. What was it? I think like six million. I was gonna say I think it was yeah. three years, eighteen. Right. That that feels like that's ringing a bell right now. I mean, I guess that's a good way to negotiate if you're the Jets. You're like, hey, this is kind of where we see you at based on your stats and based on your numbers and whatnot. Um, this is where their money is. You know, we we think you're somewhere in here. I mean, it's definitely a slap in the face to some extent, or at least a motivating factor. Like, I I would hope Quincy didn't take that as a slap in the face, and more of like a hey, you get to the the these other guys up here, you know, play well, you get rewarded. That's what I want to see as a uh, as the Jets move on. Michael drops in with a big super chat, boys. We're gonna come back to some of the other super chats in there. We got a few big ones that we want to address. Michael says, F the refs, freeze them. I wish I had a button to freeze them, but they're all bums. They stink. They stink, but serious. With every game like this, their vision will change, hopefully. And when Aaron Rodgers is back, we will get most of the calls, but this still stinks. Yeah, it still feels like we're not getting uh, the benefit of the doubt. And they're they're just going to kind of keep poking and prodding us. You know, obviously a touchdown that wasn't a touchdown. That one's kind of the one that's miffing me a little bit. I'm sure there's other ones. I didn't think the A.J. Brown catch on the sideline was a catch, and it probably wouldn't have been yeah. if they ruled it an incomplete pass on the field. One of those like very close type calls. Greenbean, how do you feel about the refs and everything that we're seeing uh, well, each and every Sunday? Not even necessarily only in Jet games. Well, you know what's funny about this one? Well, well just to speak to that catch real quick. Did you hear the you know the on-TV ref? He goes, um, well... You know, the ball can move a little bit. And it's like, since when? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm busy this, this, I have a new job and it's taken me out a little bit. I'm not quite as on top very thing as I have been in years past, but I'm paying attention to things. And I don't know when that was changed, that the ball can move a little tiny bit. I mean, when the fuck was, when, when did they add that to, that makes it subjective. And that means mm-hmm. that the ref can make a judge, you know what I mean? Like that's gray i don't like gray it is or it isn't right so i prefer that kind of stuff now as far as the refs though the refs on the field got it right with the jalen hurts touchdown the, you know the first touchdown the nfl called in dude that was decided they were it was gone it was over they they made the decision and the nfl called in on a non-scoring play because it wasn't a score but it was a turn and they overruled it 
That was a it turnover was a, of deaths. So that's so zero points. No, but what I'm saying is I think that can be an official review because it's still technically a turnover. Like all turnovers are reviewed. I think that's yeah. why. I think that's the rationale gray, for it. Another gray area, though. It is. Another gray area. But right. But even still, the refs powwowed. They looked at it. They saw everything. The announcers are going, yep, I don't know. It looks good. Hey, you know, there was three different reasons why that wasn't a touchdown. And the NFL called up and said, no, it's a touchdown. I don't like it. You know, so I thought the refs, you know, as bad as they can be, got that right. And they were overruled. So we're, hey, we're not just fighting the, the refs on the field. We're fighting like the NFL and what they want. Like who knows who called? That could have been Goodell himself called down and said, "Hey, I'm really in the mood for that to be a touchdown." Yeah, but yeah, but I don't care. I'm Roger Goodell, bitch. You know, and like that's really what could, we don't know. We have no idea who called. Could have been Taylor Swift for all we know. Matt, how are you feeling about the referees this year? Not even just Jet games, but just oh, in they're general. Bad. They're really bad. Even look, we'll talk about you know crosstown rivals, the Giants. They got screwed at the end of the game against Buffalo. The last play of the game. Oh was my a hold. god, is that not a clear hold? In the clear. That it was called on the play before, and I guess their excuses. They well, we don't want to call it twice in a row. But come on, <laughs> that that was, that was it was ridiculous. That that should have been another free play at the end of the game. But it's been terrible. It's really the inconsistency that bugs me the most. It's. Uh, like I get it, they're gonna miss calls, but it's just very inconsistent. Ablab, thank you so much, dude. He drops it with a fifty Ab-lab. spot. He says, "If we get into the playoffs, then the AFC Championship game, win it, and then Aaron Rodgers plays the Super Bowl, wins it, and wins MVP, then we will truly be America's team." Could you imagine, gang? I'm telling you what. If we make a playoff berth, and Aaron Rodgers. I fully believe, fully believe this dude's coming back. Now, I don't know about that Black Friday game stuff. That seems like a little far-fetched, but I'm saying for the playoffs or even like the Week 18 game, he's going to shake that monkey off our back and he's going to beat the Patriots in New England. We're going to get into the playoffs and we're going to go on a run because as soon as Aaron Rodgers comes back, this is a whole brand new season. It is zero, zero record time. And now it's not the Jets you saw all year. This is the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. And as you can see, with this defense and this special teams, we are just a quarterback away. One for nine in the red zone. Those start turning into touchdowns. Watch out. Matt, how you feeling about going on a run to the playoffs and Aaron Rodgers coming back? Uh, I would love it. I am getting antsy thinking about Aaron Rodgers coming back for this team. I appreciate Zach being able to hold down the fort, and I hope he keeps his team afloat. Um, but I get uh, dreams thinking about a win and in scenario on the road in New England and Aaron Rodgers coming back, winning that game and going on a little bit of a playoff run here. That sounds pretty good to me. Wouldn't it be great if that game was for the division? Greenbean, how you feeling about a playoff run with Aaron Rodgers coming back? Oh, I feel fantastic. I feel just as good if we do it with Zach Wilson. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is right now. I'm nervous, mm-hmm. man. I don't like it. It freaks me out. Like, this is, all right. Am I jinxing if I flesh out my fear with you guys? No, no, Tell no, me, okay. I don't Let's have to talk do it out. We're here. All We're right, here I'm going to knock on some wood. I got two different kinds of wood here. I'm knocking on both. All right, um, So, all right, everybody do a little knock So, my concern is this, is that we're, we, we, we reach for, you like, like, it's like this. You know, the, you guys familiar with Aesop's fables? Ablab knows, right? <laughs> Jim Pock knows this one, I bet. So Aesop, 
he had a story of the dog with his bone, right? He's walking mm -hmm. around, he has the bone. And he looks into the, he's, he's crossing a little bridge. He looks into the water and he sees his reflection. He sees another dog with a, what looks to him like a bigger bone in the water. Mm -hmm. So he says, you know what? That's a bigger bone. I'm going to go get that bone. So he opens his mouth to grab the bone out of the other dog's mouth. Turns out it's only his reflection. His bone falls in the water and he gets nothing. So in a very similar way, my concern is this. This is an Achilles tendon. I know that we're doing all kinds of medical miracles and he's having titanium and, and everything injected into his body. He's, he's Wolverine, all right? We're going to have adamantium bones and all that shit. That's all well and good. My fear is that we go for it too quick and we lose them for next year. You know what I mean? Like that, I, I just think, I think like, let's just build it. Let's keep going. Let, let's get it right. I believe that we can make the playoffs with this defense. If Zach keeps playing efficiently enough and we can move the ball and at least get into field goal range and do those types of things, we can beat enough teams to get in the playoffs. And then all, everything's clean at that point. We're an aggressive team. We hit hard. We play hard. We, you know, we're we're scrappy. Uh, we, you know, our special teams are elite. Our defense is elite, and we we can break a play at any time with our offense. I think I would just like to see us get there. Period. I'm afraid of the Aaron Rodgers thing. Now, if we do it, I'm going to be excited. Don't get me wrong, but um, I'm with AbLab though. And then the AFC Championship game, win it, and then Aaron Rodgers comes in for the Super Bowl. I mean, that's kind of a little slappy poo to, to Zach, though, Ablab. And it's a little bit, yeah, it's I like, all right, thanks, that. kid. Yeah, no, thanks, I wanna, kid. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> I want to win the game, but if Zach's the reason we get through the AFC Championship game to the Super Bowl, I got to let him play. I think there's an yeah. outside chance that, that Rodgers comes back, you know, at that earlier timeline, like maybe sometime in December, and he's the you know, emergency quarterback, backup quarterback, you know, he's getting back into the swing of things, letting Zach kind of go until like the, the wheels kind of come off. But yeah, dude, I'm, I'm trying to manifest this. So green bean, I'm totally, I'm on the opposite side of this. I want, I want everything Aaron Rodgers. Matt feels the same if, way. I think being, if, if he hurts his Achilles again in January, then you're looking at best worst case scenario of July that he's coming back. So Oh, why? Do you know how many guys you know that tore their Achilles twice in a year at 40 years old and come back? He just slapped that same speed bridge in there and get him ready to go for next year. If he's Didn't coming back in three, time. four months, if he's coming back in four months, he can come back in eight months. Fuck it. Get him three, four more games. Yeah, why not? Look, Robo I'm in. Achilles. Don't get me wrong. I'm with it. And like, like, look, like hypothetically, let's say Aaron Rodgers is good enough to be like the backup, right? For a couple weeks, Zach's playing well. And then something happens. Zach gets crushed and he's out and Aaron Rodgers comes in and then it's you know okay something like that I, you know I'm not rooting for Zach to go down I'm all jammed up that's what it is I'm confused I'm scared I don't know how to feel I just want to win and I'm nervous yeah I'll be back in a minute but on this subject I'm a little bit I'm a little leery <laughs> crossfire drops it with a hundo spot crossfire thank you so much oh, crossfire <laughs> he goes F the zebra is hard in the ear. Ooh, I love that graphic image. Uh, so many BS calls against the Jets and so many non-calls for the Jets. Yeah, I mean, you, you see the Jermaine Johnson hold. I feel like the Chiefs game was really like the most egregious one. La this past week, I didn't 
I, I wasn't griping too, too much other than like the first touchdown from the Eagles and then maybe the challenge later on. But overall, I feel like the, the refs have been absolutely horrible all season long across the board. Greenbean, anything else to add about the Zebras? Yeah, I hate them, dude. I, I, I honestly look, and I, I got into this weird debate with somebody on Instagram who was a very mean, if you're on the stream, you know who you are. Dude, calm down, right? There's no reason to get personal. And and he started telling me I'm a scrub. And, it's you know, like, you know, the only reason you're out there is because fucking anybody can make a podcast. I'm like, yeah, no shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's, of course, yeah, that's some why I'm here. podcast over there. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, that was good. That was a good callback. So, but I got into this whole thing with him. And, like, so I'm of the mindset that the NFL absolutely has Vegas influence and absolutely can skew things one way. Now, am I all the way to there's to there's chips in the ball and they can knock the field goals off and all that kind of I, – I mean, I'm not there, but I am at a place where I think it's naive to think that the NFL is doesn't have it all laid out that the maximum income will come from X, Y, or Z, and they would skew things to favor that maximum income. Like, dude, they're high-level uh, business, right? This is billions and billions of dollars. And if they can have a ref throw a flag on an iffy call to make it the way that they want it to go, they're going to do it. And I, and I think it's naive to think otherwise. Now, is it completely scripted? I don't know. Some days I think that it is but i know there are people like no it's just bad refs it's just that simple mm -hmm. and that's possible i tend to think it's a little bit more than that while the refs still make boneheaded calls so i'm a little bit conspiratorial but i think it's naive to think that there aren't those conversations in high level board meetings when billions of dollars are on the table i just think it's silly to think that that's not at least being discussed and that there's not ways to influence the game well, that's like, I mean, there's a whole bunch of conspiracy theories about it. It's, the Patriots wind up winning the Super Bowl after 9-11. You have the Saints winning the Super Bowl after Katrina. You have uh, the whole Shanahan like thing. He's Shanahan's the offensive coordinator of Atlanta. They're up 28-3 to at halftime. He knows he's going to San Francisco the next year after. He throws the game to get uh, Jimmy Garoppolo as his quarterback for a second-round pick the following year. That, so many conspiracy theories you could throw out there. Crazy Oof. stuff, right? Now I start thinking. Yeah. That's right. Shit. I buy all of it. Lizard I think people. all of that is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> My head hurts. Matt, how are you feeling about the zebras? Anything else to add? Uh, they're bad at their job. And also, like, why are in the year 2023, why are there not full-time referees? Like that's right, really fucking why can't we right? do like the sky ref or something like that too? Like things that you can clearly write a definition for and just say, okay, we can decide. Yep. That's a, that's a, that's a penalty. Or they did it one time on a, on a turnover. And I don't know which, I don't think it was the jet game. I think it was the game I was watching last night and they like determined, oh no, that was an incomplete pass. And you know, we didn't have to go to a review. It was just the, you know, they kind of huddled and got a call down from New York. That's all it should be. Make things faster. Yeah. You don't have to do like all these like theatrics for a challenge. Just get the play right. Or again, year of our Lord 2023, and the chain gang is still running out there to measure on fourth down. Shoot a freaking laser across the field and let it know if it is yeah. the football break. Right. <laughs> and it's, it really is funny, man. Like, we're all, we got, we got all this high tech stuff going on, and then we got this, this kind of, 
you know, rudimentary aspect, you know, aspect of the game. They're just holding on to these things. And I think they don't want to let go of those, you know, they can manipulate those things. If there's, well, I guess you can, mani- you can manipulate the umpire from baseball, right? Or like, you know, the same ish kind of way. It's like, there's that obscurity of like ball strike between referee. Like that blows my mind in baseball that there could be such a wide range of like, Okay, here's the box, but like this ref call or this umpire calls it out here, and he likes it. You know, he doesn't call it up this way. Just kind of crazy. So doesn't make sense. You have the technology, get the call right on the field. All right, full time ref thing is ridiculous, dude. Like again, billions of dollars. You can't just hire a staff. I mean, teachers work; they get summers off. Like why? Why can't the fucking refs? And make, make them make clean. Like make a contract them. with like the new uh, the spring leagues. Hey, refs, you're going to be the refs during the the pro games, and then you're going to be the refs in the other games, and it's going to be one big old ref union. You guys will be fine. Or you could just have them clean the locker rooms in the off season. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, right you're sweep up all. Sweep up after the fans. Yeah. Right. You go around. <laughs> no. I would love to busy. see a grading system. So you could like see like good bad calls like for teams of refs. I know some places do like kind of track that sort of stuff but have them do press know. conferences after the game and have to answer for their stupidity yeah hold them accountable that's all i want to see mike saunders oh. hops in he says jets fans need to pump their brakes on assuming a win against the giants and chargers are foregone conclusions giants defense has been stellar and the chargers are a few plays away from being six and oh so yes i do think the giants could potentially be a trap game for the jets because of how poorly our offense has executed in the red zone. Like until we get that figured out, I'm not going to feel confident going into any one particular game. I do feel very confident. The jets are gonna be able to like stonewall the giants, but it could very well be like a 13, 10 type game with the way our offense is currently playing. So I hope they figured it out in the, in the uh, bye week and we can kind of move beyond this, Matt, are you looking past the giants or chargers or how are you viewing these next few games? The 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 Jets might kill Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor, whoever is starting under the Giants offensive line is in absolute shambles. And we saw what the Jets defensive line did to the Eagles, which is one of the better lines in football. And I get it. They lost Lane Johnson in game that obviously had a big impact on it. But the, the defense with this, they can win nine three. For, for all I care, you know, I just have very little faith in how poorly the Giants have played pretty much outside of that Buffalo game. That's really the only one recently that they play that they've been relatively competitive in. And the Chargers game will be at and they can't lose with us in the building. So there we go. Douglas comes in with the Super Chat says, is Allison talking about Aaron Rodgers calling him a liar because of his vac stance? He never got back to the Super Bowl and last year missed the playoffs. Plus, Cobb was brought in and most are down on him. That's probably the most realistic well, definition that's what, for. That's what I was I, actually thinking. That uh, makes that a lot talking more sense. About Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Now, why didn't you bring it up? <laughs> I know. I said I, five I, minutes. I, 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 well, I was I, I, I didn't say it. I thought the liar was I, that's literally what I was thinking. Uh, maybe I wasn't confident. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off. But that is what I was thinking. So thank you for putting out my thought there. Interesting. Whatever that was. Was that? Interesting. 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 I think that that's that probably makes sense, Douglas. Brian says, not a priority, but Jets should retain Ashton Davis and Bryce Hall. They've earned it and shown their goods on special teams and solid backups. I would like to bring back Ashton Davis. He's showing up in in some nice spots. I I you know, obviously not a high priority 
type guy, but if he feels he could win a Super Bowl and that might mean more to him than some middling contract where he's going to have to move across the country, he might be more inclined to stay with the New York Jets. And I'm I'm cool with that. I would like to retain him, especially if you're not going to bring back Whitehead. Not that I'm looking for Davis to necessarily start, but I don't think he's been a net negative for us right now. Greenbean, how are you feeling on Ashton Davis? We know your thoughts on Bryce Hall. Yeah, I think he's shown up. And Robert Sala professed his love for Ashton Davis uh, in the presser. What was that? I think that was after the Denver game, right? But he said, Greenbean, I'm going to interrupt him. you right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Allison oh, drops in 200 spot. Holy cannoli. Ooh. Allison, thank you. Beyond thank you. Wow. All right, I can't wait. All right, here we go. Brain trust. I said we're too far to get hyped up. We still got to get to the playoffs and fight off other teams to get the trophy. I do have to confess to something. I am touchy with Aaron Rodgers as a fan, so if I said anything rude to anyone, I'm sorry, and that's for the guys that do roundtable. So, hey, it's all right. You can be upset at, uh, you know, whoever you want to be upset about. You're paying a whole bunch of money to watch this team play. They got to perform. So that, that's sort of my opinion if you're going to be out there. I don't want to see, like, you know, angry, angry things where it's like personal stuff. But um, I agree with you, Allison. I, I thoroughly agree with you. You cannot start thinking playoffs as much as we want to. And you're saying like, okay, well, Rodgers might come back and there's all this hope and dreaming and everything. I'm sitting back here and I'm saying the next game's the Giants. Let's beat the Giants. I don't care about the Chargers. I don't care about the game after that. I don't care about the game after that. I don't care about the Dolphins. I don't care about anyone else. I care about the next game on the schedule. Let's get that one under the belt and move on to the next game. Matt, your thoughts on we still got to work to get to the playoffs. We need to fight off other teams. Well, of course, it's not it's not a guarantee. I like that one game at a time mentality. I think that's the way to do it. But I think your expectation should be that this should be a playoff team. Like, I think they've raised the bar on themselves. And, you know, there was expectations before the season that this team, you know, obviously with Aaron Rodgers could contend for a Super Bowl. And even if it is Zach Wilson the rest of the way, like there's too much talent on this team, which is why. I think all of us were so mad that they didn't sign a quarterback after week one or, you know, at anybody else was because we all were saying there's too much talent on this team to just punt away the season. And that's kind of where I am. Like, yes, obviously take it, take it one game at a time and you have to attack the schedule, you know, as it goes. But to me, this is the, my expectation is still for this team to make the playoffs. I think they're good enough to do it. Greenbean, how are you feeling about not looking too far ahead in the schedule and not thinking playoffs or any like division matchups that are coming? Are you looking like the next game or are you kind of peeking ahead to, oh, well, let's take care of the Dolphins on Black Friday or Rodgers is just going to come back on this week? What's your what's your kind of mindset right now? Well, when has it turned out bad for us when we look ahead and we assume that the seasons that we're going to the playoffs, maybe 2022. Remember that? Yeah. And we were what seven four. So I tend to allow myself to fantasize and like kind of now that we're here, we look ahead. But I agree. I mean, I hopefully the Jets aren't doing that shit. Like, so if we come out of the bye, historically we don't come out of the bye very good, right? We've seen it time and time again. We get all hyped up and 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 we come out of the bye and we lose. Last year was the Pats game, right? Didn't we come out of the yeah. bye against the Patriots? And we yeah, thought we were going to crush them after beating the Bills. And, you know, so I just hope that the Jets aren't doing that, right? Like, because the Giants are reeling, but they're playing hard, man. You know, so you got to be careful with a team like that, especially a rival. It's a home game. 
uh, for the Giants in our house. So it's like there's a lot of fuel for disappointment. So I'm with Allison. I think it's, you know, it's, it's fun to feel good about the team. And it's fun to look ahead and say, hey, man, we just played the Chiefs and the Bills and the Eagles and the Cowboys and and then look up, you know, and and see the Giants and the Raiders and start to feel hope. That's good. It's fun for us fans, but I'm with it. We got to maybe pipe down as far as boasting and get because we set ourselves up for just humiliation later. I mean, it happens every friggin' year. We go out into other fans chat rooms and we bust balls and everything. And then it comes back at us and we got to eat that crow. That's never good. Crow doesn't taste good. It's not. I've had not one delicious crow eating session. <laughs> the bird tastes like shit, man. So I'm with Allison. <laughs> I don't know where the hell you got that from. I love it. Though. So, well, it just comes out. But hey, but we do have a poll question that speaks to this, Ryan. We talked about the next four games. Yes. Yeah. Where are we at? We're at 604 votes. 600. That's where we votes. are. What's the? Last I can't time. see it on my side with what I'm oh, doing you, right now. Oh, you, you can't. All right. Well, it's. I, I could just. I could close it if you want. Yeah, it's where where we're at. Let me let me switch it. Okay, hold on. I'm filtering. Let me close my, the like, poll. Super. Yeah, hold on. I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I'm gonna close the poll. So <laughs> we got 605 votes. The poll question was realistically, how many of the next four games will the Jets win? We'll go three and one, which puts us at 64, that six and four, that one with 63%. Then we had four and oh, that would put us at seven and three with 18%. Then two and two, which, which would make us five and five. That was 15%. And then one and three for a four and six record came up the bottom with 2%. So the larger portion of Jets fans in, in the chat said, um, Three and one over the next four games. And then I asked, well, if you pick three and one, who do you think we're going to lose to? Most people said the Bills. It's unlikely that we'll sweep them. But then a couple buttholes said the Chargers, which I yelled at them and said, how dare you? That's our meetup game. Yeah. No losing. We can't have that shit. Can't we're winning that, that I vote. I voted three and one. I think we'll lo- we'll drop one of those games. I don't know which one it's going to be. I do think we actually beat the Bills. I think them, even with Von Miller back, without Tredavious White and without Milano, I think that game becomes a little different. Um, although I can see us splitting with it too. So I, I don't know. I do think it's three and one though. Matt, where you stand on this? I voted three and one as well, and I'm going to say the Bills. I think the Jets uh, split with the Bills. Which can they win? Yes, I think the Jets can win any game on their schedule because of how good their defense is. I think Buffalo is a really, really, really good football team, and that's going to be very hard to beat them twice in the same season. Green Bay, you know what's what about funny? you? How are you feeling about that? Yeah. Uh... I picked 4-0 because I'm like that. Speaking to Allison, I said, yeah, we got to calm down and keep it cool. <laughs> I went right to 4-0. <laughs> that's how I rolled, before dude. the season, so it makes sense. That's right. Well, shit, that lasted four plays. Um, so no, I was no, uh, no, it lasted uh, one whole game. Week yeah, it did. Indoors. That's right. Right. But I, I did start to peel back a bit when Aaron mm. Rodgers went down. I said, okay, all right, everybody. You know, let me just settle down. All right. Stop picking on me. But yeah, we were one to know, so I had it for a week. But uh, but yeah, I went to four. I think if we do lose, realistically speaking, I think the Bills are a good chance, uh, uh, you know, a good chance. But I also think that it's likely sad to say 
that the Jets might sweep the Bills and lose to a team like the Giants or Raiders. I hate saying it, but that's, historically speaking, that's the kind of stuff that we pull. I hope that doesn't happen, and I think that this team is kind of the high character and coached well enough to play hard and and to not like have that complete clam of a trap game, so to speak. Even though at 3-3 three and three it shouldn't be a trap game, but the Giants could be and the Raiders could be. Uh, just that. So I, I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous that we'll drop one of those games that we you know quote should win. Um, but yeah, I think four and zero is realistic. I think if we're rolling, man, going into Buffalo, we know that we play them well, and I think that we almost beat them uh, the second game of the year last year. And I think if we're rolling, Zach's a different quarterback this year, and uh, I think we can do it. Radovan comes in and says, Worst I've seen the officiating. Every game there are significant no calls, flags, and crucial times. Network commentators have the balls to call players trash on live TV while justifying bad officiating, zero accountability. I did like Steve Smith kind of going off on Jerry Judy. I sort of, uh, I mean, I guess he had gone off on Judy prior. Judy was responding to that. So I, I can understand why Judy was, you know, rubbed the wrong way. But I, did you guys see that clip of Steve Smith kind of sounding off a little bit? Yeah, I saw. Well, you know what I saw? I saw him kind of saying, I'm not going to say anything. And then he said That's, stuff. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm not going to say yeah. anything, but you're a jag. <laughs> Just a guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I ridiculous. I had a hard yeah. smile. Yeah. I he started that one a little bit. There was a word. I did. forget who it was, but there was a worse one. I think someone called. Well, there was, was the friggin' the Zach. Time. It was the Zach Wilson one. Friggin' Chris Jones. Uh, Harris, well, uh, Rodney well, Harrison. That, that too, but there's another one with some a reporter called uh, Dak Prescott, or like either trash or just like straight up he sucks, something like that. I forget what the yeah, he sucks. game. I guess that's sort of the the nice silver lining that we have on YouTube is there's no affiliation <laughs> with any like networks or anything. So if you say something about a player, at least right now, who knows? Maybe we get big enough and they're like, you can't do that. That'll be what's well, different. Like, I don't know, this that guy's a former player, uh, like, supposed to be a, you know, a tie-on analyst at the, sitting at the desk. You know, we're a couple, we, we're fans. You know, we mm -hmm. make that very clear. We don't pretend to be reporters. We're fans. That's a good way to put that. Michael comes in and says, hi, guys, from Germany. I'm thrilled with the 3-3 three and three through the first six games. I have high hopes for the coming weeks. And may number eight be coming back for possible playoff games. Man, what a season that might become. Dude, it would be something miraculous. You got to start talking about Aaron Rodgers potentially being comeback player of the year if he comes back within this season from an Achilles tear. It would be absolutely incredible. Blitzkrieg says, I know he just got one new contract for Quincy. So that's kind of what Greenbean was saying. There could be a holdout because he's playing so well. I would like to believe he'll honor at least two years of that contract, and then the Jets would then you know, reciprocate and give him, or maybe keep him at his current contract, but create incentives to allow him to get higher. Kind of like what you saw with Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. They both got uh, their franchise tag money, but then also got like an extra million dollars in potential incentives. So maybe they go that route with Quincy. Like, hey, you continue to play well, you're going to get paid like one of those top tier linebackers that you want to get paid like. But if you kind of play where you were when you signed this contract, we get you for that money. And I think that's that's a more than fair deal at this particular point in time uh rj mcpot comes in and says the gang green moniker belongs to the jets now and new uh and now the song goes fly jet fly <laughs> how much of a super chat to get y'all to sing it uh ooh, what do you guys think i mean i just kind of 
sang the jangle, <laughs> the jingle for five for five dollars for all three of us to sing it. What do we want to say? Twenty bucks. I don't know what that song is. It's the Fly Eagles Fly, but it'll be Fly Jets Fly. I, I mean, I can sing. How do you I don't sing know the rest the, of the know, song. I don't know the, the song though. How does it go? I don't know it. I honestly, we got to get Joe, our Atlanta Jets fan, in here. He was singing "Die Eagles Die." <laughs> On the road right. to victory. Fight, 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 fly. Eagles, fly. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, see, I wouldn't have known it. I could do the jet chant pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I'll sing it. I, I mean, I I could do what Matt just said, I think. Mike says hit the milk thumbs. But, uh, yeah, hit those milk thumbs, RJ McPot. That's good. I'm sorry. I don't know the song, but you know, I, I know the Houston Oilers song. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know they had a song, I'll be honest. Oh, really? Houston no Oilers. Houston Oilers. You don't know that shit? Nope. You know what's I don't funny? Remember, I don't know if I ever remember, like, actually watching a live game with them. Like, I remember watching highlights and, like, you oh, know. Oh, man. I mean, they, when did they stop becoming a team? 98, probably, somewhere in there. And then Texans came around in 2000. Or was it 2002, maybe? And they were a team to, like, 2000? I don't remember. Yeah, I forget which year. But, yeah, I mean, well, they, they were, were Tennessee. the Tennessee Oilers for a That's minute. That's what it was. It, yeah. No, it, did the Oilers become the Texans or did the Oilers Titans. become Titans. the Titans? The Oilers became the, the Titans. So, yeah, okay. the, uh, the yeah, the Titans. They were the Tennessee Oilers for a year or two and mm-hmm. then they changed to the Titans and they were in Memphis and then they moved to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh when they were the Titans or the uh the 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 Tennessee Oh, no, that's right. Oilers, was an Oiler and then he winds up becoming a uh Titan yeah. after that. Well, you know what's funny? I I was uh, so I I've said this many times. I was a Houston Oilers fan as a little little kid. You know, before I was, because somebody gave me a football and it had Earl Campbell on it. I said, "What team is he on?" I liked it, and they said uh, the the Oilers. So I was, you know, whatever. And then they had the song, so I was like probably seven years old. So I liked it, but I for years said that the Miami Dolphins copied the Oilers song because when you're in Miami Stadium, I, I told you guys I used to go there every year. I lived mm-hmm. down in South Florida for 15 years, so I would go to every Jets game down there, and they and and they play the song at the beginning of the game. You know, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, and I would be like, these fucking losers stealing the Oilers fan. And it turned out I only found out like five or six years ago. I I yelled that for years. I found out that the Miami Dolphins is the original. The Oilers took it. So it's the same song. That's so I felt stupid. Yeah. Interesting. Still sucks. Who had the spelling of the name first, the Jets or the Eagles? The Jets. Come on. Okay. I just want to make sure. I Who knows? I could have been the green bean of the Jets for all I know. Oh. See? Well, be, you know a, what? A compliment. I would be honored to be the green bean of the Jets. I'm working on my, oh, okay. my green I bean beard. Oh, it wasn't a bad thing. I just didn't. No, I just didn't want to be like, you know, shouting at the rooftops that I know a thing and then I didn't know a thing. All oh, right, yeah. So yeah, exactly. So I so I heard it right. Wrong, wrong button. Guys, an idiot. There it is. Yeah. So I heard it right. Yeah, you were calling me stupid. Um. So yeah, but uh, I I mean I would be blown away to find out that the G I A N T S Giants or Eagles was first. I'd be blown away. <laughs> Blitz crew comes in and says, I still maintain Braden Mann is a better tackler. Ugh, I never want to hear Braden Mann's name ever again. You can kick rocks. Brian comes in and says, I don't want Aaron Rodgers against the Pats. That may be Bill's last game, and he's not going out losing to the Jets. He'll tell his D to rip Aaron Rodgers' legs off. Oh, man, now that scares me, right? 
I just, oh, maybe I want to see oh, Zach oh, exercise the demons against the out. Patriots, or oh. do I want to risk Aaron Rodgers against Bill's last game against the Patriots? I don't know. Matt, what do you think? It's one, It's not going to be his last game. The old fart's going to stick around until he gets the record anyway. He's not going to get the record this year. Do you think he stays with the Patriots, though? Or do you think there's yeah, a mutual yeah, split and he goes elsewhere? They're not going to fire him. Dude, I could see him going to, like, the Chargers after Staley gets his ass canned. Oh, and. No. And then McDaniels gets fired by the Raiders. They they team up with Herbert in L.A. to go against Tom Brady and the Raiders. <laughs> it's this whole, like, friggin' thing because Tom Brady's part owner or whatever. I don't know. I don't see it, personally. My tinfoil hat's on too tight. Jinpok says, should we be expecting Woody to petition the league about some obvious bad calls? I don't know. I'm, like, I'm kind of miffed that... They're already asking season ticket holders to pay for their 2024 tickets. And we've heard this year that there were uh, financial reasons as to why the Jets were not going more in on a quarterback. Like, that sort of stuff irks me uh, from a Woody petition thing. I think Woody should petition to use more money. Spend it all. I want all the money spent. <laughs> Let's go win a ring. I don't know. Well, I Green do Bean. think that Woody should be talking to the NFL, man. I mean, you know, I mean, you think – so, look – we have I feel this like he doesn't have thing. like a ton of pull compared to the other owners. Like I feel like well, why not? He's, he's been he, he, he's been around twenty what twenty five years almost twenty three years. Like yeah. a lot of the other guys, I feel like have been here like a long time. I mean, I guess Jerry Jones yeah. is relatively ish new. Maybe ninety three is when he came. Yeah, in. most most are old money, right? Like old kind of NFL money. But here's the thing. He's been around for 20-something years, but he was also the ambassador to England. He's got political pull. You know what I mean? This guy, he he should at least be saying something. But you know that he's not because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you exactly why I know he's not. It's not that he's trying and he doesn't have any pull. When the NFL screwed us in the Chiefs game to make Taylor Swift Swifty fans happy that, 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 that were all strewn throughout the stadium, how? What was Woody's response? Was it anger? What? No. He had a picture with Taylor Swift that said, that's right, we're Swifties too. That was his response. So he wasn't bothered. He sold an extra five, six, ten thousand 10,000 tickets to young girls screaming and yelling, and he thought it was great. That's, what, that's the reality. He thought it was wonderful. Recovering some he of that money bad. that they didn't get the insurance money on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, By the way, they could have got back. Did you hear uh, Aaron Rodgers dropped a little nugget about Woody Johnson on Pat McAfee today that really irked me? Ooh, really? What was said? Uh, he said that there were rumors that Woody Johnson wanted the Jets around until Wednesday this week before the bye. But since the Jets won, he let them go on Monday. He goes, usually... Mike McCarthy would let us go like a Monday. You come in for like a little workout or like a get right kind of, you know, your treatment or whatever. And then you're out of there for the buy. Woody wanted to keep him around till Wednesday. There were rumors of Woody wanting to keep him around until Wednesday. Keep Rogers around till Wednesday or keep oh, the whole team. Is that like a, like a real bad thing? I mean, I guess they got to get the, whatever their contracted amount of bye week is. I don't know how he can. I feel like that's negotiated, isn't it? Like an NFLPA thing. What do you mean an NFLPA thing? Like this? I, I feel like you, you, as an owner, you can't just like say, "Oh, we're going to do two days now." Like, isn't that sort of ish the same thing? Like, if you have a bye week, you're supposed to be off. 
Yeah, that's a, well. I'm. I guess it technically starts on uh, the on Wednesday because mm. uh, that's when the you know the next week you know begins with uh, games on Thursday. I guess what I'd want to know is how have we done it in the past? Like, is this just an Aaron Rodgers? This is how I used to do it, or is this how the Jets have always done it? I think that's more important to me. Well, that's still shitty. That that shouldn't be the case. The bye week's the bye week. They shouldn't have to. It should be Monday and you're gone. It, you shouldn't have to be there till Wednesday on your bye week. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. I, you're telling me that it's supposed to start on Wednesday. So, like, I'm saying, saying that would start on Wednesday. Wednesday? What we're gonna? I, 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 well, maybe you want to break down the tape from the game, right? Like you just had the game on Sunday, so you want to look that. at the tape. Are you gonna wait two weeks to break down the Eagles tape, or wait a week? On Monday. Yeah, you do Monday, but then Tuesday you get to like hang out and do like, you know, Tuesday's usually water, an off water cooler donut day or something. Well, Tuesday's their off day. And they had to come in on Wednesday is what you're saying. Or they're going to know do it, but he wanted them to be there. He wanted them to be there at the facility to Wednesday before the buy instead of let it, mm -hmm. instead of letting them go on Monday. Interesting. Read the room, Woody. Read the room. Dan Roberts comes in and says, What does Aaron Rodgers know? He's not connected. <laughs> yeah, he's only a four-time MVP. Uh, New York <laughs> Jets at much better spot than uh, this time last year. 2022, Zach Wilson becoming more exposed. Locker room drama brewing with Elijah Moore. Uh, 2023, Zach is growing. Team is vibing. I completely agree, Dan. This was a great analysis. And nice to kind of remember where we were last year. We were on that win streak, but things kind of started to look a little spirally with, uh, you know, the the Elijah Moore stuff there. Greg comes in and says, Green bean drop in ancient Greek fable knowledge. Totally agree. Let Rodgers get to 100%. Imagine he comes back and gets hurt again. Then Zach is like, what? Anything to say, Green bean? Wise sage you are? Yeah, I just, is he Greek? I thought he was, uh, I'm looking right now. I got to look. Uh, the fables of Aesop. Hold on a second. Where do you, Where is he from? Where's Aesop from? You got to find. Are you guys familiar with Aesop? You know what I'm talking about? I, from school, I remember those from in in school. You'd have to read those Aesop fable fable things. He's a Greek, yeah. All right, Greek fables. Well done, well done, Greg. I didn't know. I had him. Uh, I had him as like uh, more Middle Eastern. But uh, what do I know? So there you go. I know about him. I didn't know he was Greek. So I feel like Greek is fourth like century. You're, fourth you're century in that direction, right? Mediterranean, yeah, yeah. kind of. It's all well. Greek is Mediterranean, but Mediterranean, right? It's close. It's all there. They're all close. I mean, like, think about this. Like, Greek to the you know the Middle East is like you know us driving to Nevada. You oh yeah, I mean? that's crazy. It's it is weird to think about the United States like that when you like drop it over top of Europe. Everything's just like a state. Size. Yeah, it's all in there. I know. Like you know, France is like Ohio. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Oh, shit, man we don't realize what we got that's what the thing like when we travel it's awesome to travel the world and i support anybody who wants to do it um but there's a lot to do in this our country is something i drove around it for two years seventy-seven thousand miles in two years um 36 states and all that jazz and and i felt like we didn't touch anything like there's mm -hmm. so much to do in this amazing country Blitzcrew comes in and says, no reason we can't have a sensor in the ball telling us where it is exactly on the field and where it does out uh, and where it does go out and gets into the end zone. Yeah, I completely agree. It feels like there should be like chips on either end of the ball. And I mean, unless you have like a sideways 
ball dive I don't think I've ever seen. But yeah, put chips all over the ball. We could do it for everything else. You can like zoom in. So there's magic in cars now. I, I drove a hole in one car and I threw the car in reverse and it's showing me a sky satellite view of the damn car driving around in the park. Like I was like, we went from backup cams to fucking, how the hell they do that? I know it's not space stuff. It's, it's cameras on the outside of the car, but it was magic to me. It's magic, actually. It is. It's like crazy. David Blaine shit. <laughs> Harrison, if an announcer ever says, like a salmon covered in Vaseline again, I'm calling the FBI. We went from Zach sucks to what if he's doing well and Rodgers is ready to come back real fast. Look, I thought that line, <laughs> salmon so covered in Vaseline. I, I like, hear that. I'm looking around and I'm like, this is the most bananas line. This had like Spider 2 Y banana, but like not football related <laughs> at all. Like that was the level of like confusion and like laughter that I had at that moment. Matt, what'd you think of that? Uh yeah, I thought it was funny. I, I thought Mark Sanchez was funny on the broadcast. He 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 entertained me um on that. What as was far that as in that, reference to, Matt. It was uh, in he, reference to, I think, uh, was it the Quinnen interception? Was that no. what it was where the ball popped out? Oh, no, he's talking about no, Jalen Hurts running away. That's what it was. Yeah, how good he is at escaping, you know, the pressure. He's like a salmon covered in Vaseline. That's a great <laughs> analogy. <laughs> Maybe we should make a shirt of a salmon just covered in Vaseline, and just people will know if they watch the game. Would anyone buy that? Let us know in the chat. Someone someone put up a poll question. Would you buy a Eagles salmon fans. covered in Vaseline shirt? I want to know. I'll drop, I'll drop the poll question in there. Drop it. I'm just curious. <laughs> we can make an emoji, too. Salmon covered in Vaseline. Yeah. Uh, Greenby, what would you think about the uh, the Jets fans going from Zach sucks to, well, if he's doing well and Aaron Rodgers come back too fast, what do we do? I know. We're, we're, we're funny. And listen, and I know I'm part of it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm aware of our ridiculousness as far as, you know, guys going from, you know, he sucks to he's great. And sometimes it can happen in the same game. You know what I mean? Like, that fucking guy, bench him. He's a piece of shit. Oh, my God, I love him. He's the best. You know, like, it's it can happen, you know, in the same drive. And that can happen. So we're nuts like that. I think it's funny um, that this exact point, right? And I just said it. So um, I'm, I'm really – it's not that my – it's just to be clear, Harrison – at least for myself, I'm not saying that I want, I am happy with Zach to the degree that I wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers back. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is being a Jets fan for 41 years, the allure of that seems like a big old chunk of fool's gold to me. And it's like, and if we're winning, if we're getting into the playoffs, I say just leave it there because I'm afraid of worst-case scenario. That's what I'm doing. But I get it, and it's a funny comment. Douglas comes in. Douglas drops a 20 spot. Thank you so much, Douglas. Here's to my most cynical Jets prediction. Zach Wilson leads us to a Super Bowl. He's benched, and Aaron Rodgers starts re-injuring his Achilles, which is career-ending. Zach Wilson then holds out in the offseason and is signed by New England to taunt us for 10 to 12 years. Douglas. Boom. <laughs> yeah, block, block. So, not even talking about that one. Ablab, thank you so much, brother. Another 20 spot says we should bring back the original Jets victory song back up from back in the day. You heard it. I guess not. 
I, I no, mean, I've, I've, start, seen the, no. I've seen the video, like the old school video. I don't know how the song goes, but I saw it clipped in the... Was it, it wasn't Hard... Oh, was it Hard Knocks? Was it the first episode of Hard Knocks? Or was it One Jet's Drive they played it? I thought Wait, they played it one Ab time Lab, this year. Are you talking about the Lou Holtz fight song? Is that the one? Remember, like, the Jets went to the college ranks and 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 hired, like, the greatest college coach of the day, Lou Holtz, right? He comes to the Jets. He's a complete failure. And his big motivation tactic was to write a J we need a fight song because he comes from Kyle. He's like, right, how do I get these guys motivated? So he makes a Jets fight song and it was brutally, it was painful. That's how bad it was. So Ab Lab, is that the one you're talking about? I don't know of another one. Um, but I would say I don't love it, buddy. I gotta say. I got tagged in uh, something before week one. It was a uh, like a Jets hype song that someone made. Pretty creative. Used all like the players for this year. Uh, a little bit of auto-tune thrown in there. But I was like, ah, you know what? That's fun. I want to see more of that. I like it when I hear like Jet names in, in rap songs or lyrics or anything like that. Gets me excited. Uh, all right, we have reached the end of our show. So we get to go around, well, not around, but we get to talk about our, uh, our spinny wheel. Where's my spinny wheel here? Spinny Boom! Wheel. Spinny wheel. Boom, baggage claim. So we got, uh, how many people we got, Green Bean? Matt, can you go to last week's video and pull up the comments? We'll pull a few people from there as well. Sure. Yeah. Let me know how many do you want from last week's episode? Let's go. Let's pull five, five random ones, five random ones. Okay. We are going to go. Let's see. Let's scroll my cursor. I'm looking at you guys. So I don't know. Hang on. It's got a load rigged. Oh no. Here we go. Uh, rigged. Ryan Rivera, 78. Wait, hold on. Ryan Rivera. Okay. Uh, we got, Disparaged Papa nine eight five three. What nine what? Nine eight five three. I'll disregard Papa. I'm I really yeah, okay. that Crossfire's thrown <laughs> in a fifty spot says, How do I get my own emoji? LOL, I want one. Ryan will make well, one. Yeah, I, I could I could make a crossfire emoji. Crossfire, send me a few or either uh Jets Talk 247 or uh, talkingjetsshow at gmail.com. Send us a few ideas of what you think a crossfire, like just images. Could be, you know, something that you feel is emblematic of your name. I could have some fun Like a this. penis. Yeah. Something <laughs> it's like a, a really big phallic symbol. It'd be a big one, though, because crossfire, you're the man. Not put, not, not small shaming anyone, but crossfire just happens to be enormous. Well endowed. Uh, FBJT. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was what's that? FCJT, uh, FBJT. Okay. Uh, Niall Avery. And hang on, let's scroll and get another one down here. We'll go. Oh, Doug Douglas McClure just checked in too. Adelar. Yeah, let me throw that one up there. Douglas says, uh, "Damn Adelar. harsh guys. I was just facing the worst case scenario head on." Douglas, and do it one more time. 
<laughs> oh, poor Douglas. Poor <laughs> Douglas. We Get love Douglas. Yeah, but, he's the man. But I don't want to hear that. Michael says it's, it's so rigged. The whole competition. Yeah, Michael Schroeder's back. There you go. It is rigged. We rigged this shit. Just like NFL games, right? <laughs> All right. So we you got good? our five uh, contestants. I gave, I sent over five for Green Bean. So Green Bean, we are good to go. How many uh, people we got? Um. All right. We got 54. 54. All right. Random number generator. 50. Who's 50? Can I just There's literally scroll up, or is it one of the ones we just... I think it's someone we pulled from the comments. Oh, well, actually, I don't no, know. It's not. It's not. Okay. No, it's not. That Somebody was snuck one in there. You want to guess? Take a guess who it is. It's clearly one of the last ones. Take a guess. It's going to be Douglas, isn't okay. it? Fuck yeah, it is. Fuck Douglas. Douglas McClure. <laughs> Douglas. Ah, there you go, Douglas. Hey, man. Look, uh, Douglas, see, see, buddy? It all comes back around. We beat you uh, up a little bit, and uh, you win. Douglas. Really? Right. Hoping for a pillow now. I hope he gets a mug and it breaks on the way there. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. What's he getting? Oh, a he shirt? gets a shirt. There you go. All right. There you go, Douglas. Good Congrats, stuff, Douglas. Man. Reach out to us, talkingjetshow at gmail.com or jetstalk247 at gmail.com. We'll get you a shirt of your choosing. We've just dropped a whole bunch of new ones over on TalkingJets.com, so it's not just the three monkeys anymore. We got a little bit going on. There's a, a Rogers Wilson 2024 shirt, if you want to check that out. Make New York great again. There is the Feed the Breeze shirt, the 20 Lightning Bolt down there. You got the 20 Mile an Hour uh, Breeze Hall available in hoodie and shirt. You got a whole bunch of good ones over there. whole lot of really fun ones. Boys and girls. Ooh, Brian, drop it in late. I like this. Brian says, NHL refs are former players who couldn't get into the league. Maybe NFL refs should be former college or college football uh, players or Canadian football players. Interesting. I just want people that can like see. 2020 vision. I want to, I want to tell you real quick that the poll has ended. 75% said they would not touch a salmon and Vaseline t-shirt. How many people said they would not? Seventy-five percent. So twenty-five percent would. Twenty, yeah, twenty-four percent. Just actually. saying, it doesn't so. cost us a whole lot to like slap together a shirt with a salmon <laughs> and Vaseline. Oh, sure. <laughs> if I, we can't, I don't think we can do that. That's too ridiculous. I, I would, I would not wear. I and I wear some crazy stuff. I'm wearing a milf shirt. I drop my kid off to school <laughs> or daycare. In a MILF shirt. I didn't realize it because I wore it to sleep. I walked into daycare and I was like, oh man, this is like. Uh, who cares? That's all right. It's a compliment. Becca's a babe. <laughs> Hope you're listening. <laughs> Brownie points. Uh, all right, boys and girls, we have reached the end of our show. Let's go around, and give our closing thoughts. Green Bean, any last words for our panel? I want to tell you, um, I just got sent. The Jets fight song, the one that Ab Lab's talking about, but yeah. we can't play it because they'll demonetize the, 
the whole channel. Yeah. They'll they'll be like that green beans up to it again. He's doing all of his channels. Screw him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, so uh let's see. We um the uh one thirty-five episode of Green Bean Jets Pot is up now. Go take a listen. It's fun. I talk about how much I enjoy seeing children cry that are wearing Eagles clothes. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, Thursday, think of it this week. We're bringing it back to, well, we, we brought it back to Green Bean Jets fans. So check it out over there, Thursday, 8 p.m. And we also watch the game, too. So we kind of talk about Jets and we talk about the game. It's a good time. Matt, any last words for our panel? Yeah, I got a new episode of Just Jets coming out tomorrow. I am giving grades for different positional groups, coaches for uh, the start to this season heading into the bye week. So make sure to check it out. Boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you tonight. I don't think I got anything interesting going on. Not until Friday when we do. I don't even have Friday stream because there's no no game to preview. Who knows? Maybe I'll maybe I'll do a little stream for like Dolphins, Eagles. Sit and watch them shit the bed. <laughs> I want to see Philly just thump the Eagles. Oh, yeah. or Philly thump the Dolphins in the worst way. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Boys and girls, thank you so much for hanking out with us. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S. 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 Jets, 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 Jets.